Nickjack number seven, when you gotta go. For me, my first full realization that I was a mommy came when I started to use the words diaper or diapering. Some places might say nappy. Also, potty or go potty. I would look at the baby and say, oh, did you potty? Do we need to change your diaper? A few months later, I was saying potty all the time, like five or six times a day. And the year or two after that, I would say, now go potty now because we don't have time to stop for you to potty later. The word was twice in one sentence. One thing that occurred to me is that for a number of years, depending on how many children a family has, the word potty is probably spoken a half dozen times a day or more. If you have three children and they were fairly close together, you could be saying potty every day for eight years or more. The other thing I noticed is that it's the first time, except for naming an infant, that we use gender-specific language. It seems to me that most of the time we tell little boys to pee or pee-pee or wee-wee, but we tell little girls to potty. Generally, Mommy keeps saying potty, but Daddy and a little boy prefer pee or pee-pee. I have to tell you about our first diapering experience. It was a nightmare. We were so dumb. Neither my husband nor I had been around a baby before. Our first child was born in Boulder, Colorado on the day we were moving back to Nebraska. The doctor didn't want me to return to the heat and humidity so late in my term. So I stayed to finish up cleaning our apartment and getting our deposit back. My husband took a truck full of things to report for his first day at work in Nebraska. Our baby thought differently. He decided he didn't want to wait another three weeks, so I ended up going to the hospital a day after my husband left to move us. Two days later, my husband came back, and that was the day the hospital discharged our new little boy and I. Because it was near evening, we stayed in Boulder overnight. Neither my husband nor I thought that this was going to be a very big project. Everything was going fine. The air conditioner was working, and we were excited to be a growing family. Then the baby started screaming. He didn't just cry. He really screamed. It was in August. It was hot. I didn't want to listen to that screaming, but what could I do? Then I decided he must be hungry. So I fed him, and he went to sleep, and I lay him down in his little bed. And he lay there sound asleep for about ten minutes, and then he woke up and started screaming again. Now, at the hospital, we had to give him a supplementary bottle because he ate so much. He was a good-sized baby. So I prepared another bottle and fed him again. He drank the whole two ounces and went to sleep. So we lay him down, and ten minutes later, 
he started screaming again. Oh my gosh, face plant. Maybe he needs his diaper changed. So I won't go into all the details, but the hospital sent us with a sample package of disposable diapers, and we arrived at several conclusions. One, those diapers don't come with directions. Two, you have to cover little boys when you change their diapers. Three, if you put the diaper on wrong and start sticking the adhesive tab, the whole thing has to be replaced because the adhesive on the tab will tear the, the plastic covering of the diaper. So after wasting three diapers, experiencing two wet showers courtesy of our innocent little baby, and finally learning how to put the diaper on, you don't have to refold it. It's already kind of shaped for the baby. Three hours later, we all three were able to go to sleep. Grandmas and other grandma types told us how wonderful cloth diapers were, how good they smelled when they were dried outside on the line, how economical they were because you didn't have to purchase disposables, how easy it was to toilet train if kids were in diapers. Actually, I think that's because they were probably so miserably uncomfortable. But I had read about cloth diapers many times and that new mothers were starting to use them again. When we got settled in Nebraska, my husband and I talked it over and decided that we probably should do the best we could for the kid and we'd start using cloth diapers. I went to the store and bought one dozen that I took up to the counter. The clerk said, you have a new baby? And I said, yes, it's our first, a little boy. And she said, well, you don't have any plastic pants to go over those diapers? I said, what? She said, well, you really need plastic pants because when the baby gets wet, the plastic pants will keep other things from getting wet. I said, okay, I'll take a pair of those. She said, you really need to take at least two pair. So I did. Then she said, do you have lots of baby powder? And I said, I don't know. Well, why don't you take some, she said, and this baby lotion is really nice. Do you have diaper pins? And I said, diaper pins? Aren't, don't we just use safety pins? She said, well, diaper pins are made so that the baby can't accidentally swallow them. And they're a really good thing to have. So I said, okay, diaper pins. And she said, what about the diaper pail? And I said, a diaper pail? Well, she said, you need to soak the diapers until you can wash them so you have this pail of water that you put the diapers in. Oh, I said, all right. She said, do you, do you want some solution to put in that water when you soak the diapers? I said, sure. Then she said, what kind of laundry soap are you going to use? I said, well, I use Tide. She said, no, for the baby, you need a kind of soap that's not hard on their skin. So I bought that. And then she said, do you need have diaper rash cream? 
I said, what? What's diaper rash cream? Well, she said, just get some because you're probably going to need it. Well, I took all that home. I felt like I'd spent a fortune. And the first day, I just realized how many diapers we'd gone through. I was going to have to wash clothes that night. So I got the new soap out, washed the clothes, put them in the dryer, and then I realized I have no idea how to fold them. So I told my husband, why don't you go to the library and get a book so we can figure out how to fold diapers? Well, he went to the library, and the nice librarian showed him, using a piece of paper, exactly how to fold the diapers. We didn't need a book. I figured out that we could use more plastic pants and more diapers. I had to wash every single night. After four days, I said to my husband, well, now we have special soft rags to use for whatever soft rags are used for. I'm going to buy some disposable diapers. I'm done with this. I failed potty training. Just be, to be clear, I didn't fail as a toddler. My mother trained me correctly and quickly, I'm told. But I failed to train our own kids I normally didn't let our kids have their way about everything, at least not about all things. But when it came to potty training, I'd read all kinds of warnings and horror stories about children who were psychologically damaged over the trauma of being toilet trained improperly. So I decided that I would do this in an encouraging way, and that led to three failures, because we had three kids. First failure. We lived in university housing for a summer, and it had linoleum floors. A neighbor there said that she let her little guy run bare-bottomed, and when she thought he had to go, she took him to his potty chair. She said he was trained in two weeks. Oh, that sounded good, so I tried that out with our toddler. When I thought he had to go, I'd scurry to hurry him to his little throne, and he would run off the throne, grab a folded diaper, and hold it between his legs until he could run half naked and dry again. When he was over three and a half, I said, we're going to have a baby brother or sister, and since the baby's going to wear diapers, you're going to need to wear big boy pants. Why don't we start now? He said, no, I'd rather wait. I said, well, until the baby comes, we can have ice cream every night after you wear big boy pants. He said, I'll wait for the baby. I said, Grandma's coming soon, and she won't want to change your diapers. He said, I'll wear big boy pants for Grandma, and she'll give me ice cream anyway. Just as I was trying to figure out what kind of negative motivation could get this kid trained, he put his little hand on my arm and said, don't worry, Mommy, it'll be okay, just wait. Well, he was good for his word. Toilet training failure number two. A mommy friend of ours was sending their child to college preschool, 
and the mom was telling our second child that he could go too. It was for three-year-olds. The college had a child lab for potential teachers in early childhood education or psychology classes, and it was a little preschool for three- and four-year-olds. Our son was excited about it and kept asking when he could start going to school. I thought, oh, this is my chance, so I told him I was thinking about it. I told him he needed to be out of diapers to go, and he said, is that a rule? Well, I had to be honest. I said, no, I didn't want to put a, a punishment on that anyway because I wanted him to go to preschool. So I said, well, the teachers will hear the plastic in your diapers, and then they'll start worrying about whether they have to change them or not. I think you should start wearing big boy pants because every other child there will. He didn't say anything, and nothing changed. School started, and after the first day, the professor of the college kids told me what had happened. She was laughing so hard she was crying. She said that when he got there, he called most of the college students to gather around him. When most of them he did, he said, I want to inform you that I wear diapers, but none of you is responsible for changing them. Well, that was the end of that story. Failure number three. Our daughter was a problem only in that she didn't understand why she couldn't stand up like her brothers, and she refused to sit on the potty chair. Because of that refusal, I allowed her to stay in diapers for a while. But she was out of them before she was two and a half. I didn't realize she was ready to get out of diapers until I saw what she did one day. She went into the room by her crib, took a disposable diaper out of the box, spread it out flat on the floor, removed her own diaper and put it in the trash. Then she lay down in the correct placement on the diaper she'd laid on the floor, pulled the front up and secured the adhesive strips. When I watched that, I said to her, do you know what would be easier? <laughs> One of my first years of teaching was in a small school in a very small town. Most of the children came from area farms. One day in the teacher's workroom, a first-year teacher was complaining to the kindergarten teacher about a little boy who kept peeing on the storage shed behind the school. She said the kids in her class told her about him, and she thought maybe it would be better if she didn't scold him but allowed her own, his own teacher to scold him. The kindergarten teacher just laughed and said, I'll talk to the little guy's mother. Then she explained that the little boy thought he was doing the right thing. He plays outside a lot, following his dad around the farm, and when they're outside on the farm with no one else, that's probably what they do. She said, I'm going to tell his mom that she needs to tell him that at school there's only one place to go to the bathroom, and that's in indoor potties. There are none outside. I was working in my store one day, and there were two other people working with me. One was a young college student, and the other was a woman in her 60s. The college student was talking about twerking. Oh, the elder woman said, when I was younger, 
Ice worked. We just didn't know what it was. Really? The student said. Well, she said, when I was younger, gas stations and restaurants closed at 9 or 10 at night, except in big cities. So if we were out with friends coming back from a dance or a ball game somewhere and had to go to the bathroom, we'd announce to stop the car, and then we got, got out of the car to go. I would just go behind the car trunk because girls squat and nobody could see you then. But when you're done and you're getting back up to go to the car, you have to wiggle a lot to be sure you're dried off. And that's twerking. Well, when I think back now, no one ever talked about it. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't worth gossiping about. You just stopped the car and went. I told the following nightmarish story to many of my friends, but I thought I'd share it here. I was driving alone in the middle of the night. I realized I had to go to the bathroom, and where I was going was a couple hours away. I was on an interstate, but I knew it wasn't safe after dark to stop at a rest area. So I kept going for quite a long way, hoping I would come to a town somewhere. I did pass some towns, but there were no lights of gas stations. So I kept going. Finally, lights showed in front of me, and I saw there was a quick stop and gas station just off the interstate ramp. I went down the ramp only to discover there was construction across the driveway of the gas station. I was becoming desperate, so I very carefully and conscientiously drove around the block behind the station to the other side of the station, and as I pulled toward where I wanted to go, I could see that there was a parking spot right outside the front door. At least I felt safe. Plus, I thought I was going to make it as long as I could find the bathroom right away and it was empty. I put the car in park, set the emergency brake, turned off the lights in my car, took the keys out of the ignition and put them in my pocket. Then I threw the door open and swung my feet out the door. That was when I discovered that all I had to do was get out of bed. This is Jane Nelson O'Leary. Thank you so much for listening. Please join me again next week for another episode of Telling Knickknacks. <laughs>